0: It might just have something to do with blue encouragement cards. It might just. Uh, We're thankful for everyone's attendance here today and for you being a part of our in-person worship service. Also for all of those, as Grant shared and Rusty shared, who are worshiping with us online, we do count you as part of us, and we're grateful to have you. And we know that you want to be with us as soon as possible, and we do as well. Uh, It's great to be back. Yes, Joyce and I have been married 45 years. Uh, People say there's no God, and yet Joyce chose me and has been with me for all of these years, and so I am a firm believer (laughs) in the one above, and it's a great, great blessing that we were able to spend a few days away. Several subbed in for me, and I appreciate all of that. It's wonderful. When you leave, to realize when you come back, you don't have to do damage control. That is such a great, great blessing. And not every preacher has that blessing, but this one truly does. Tucker did a marvelous job last week, as did the others. And I especially appreciated hearing this morning about Elizabeth's uh, grandfather's uh, sport coat. You looked very sharp. And that adds to that wonderful story. Uh, There's another great mentor that passed away just in the last few days... That uh, many of you have probably heard or know about. It's uh, uh, Dr. Lynn Anderson. Lynn was a a preacher of many, many years, decades, really, in Churches of Christ. He was one of those that was a mentor to many. He was a preacher to preachers, a minister to ministers. I've known several like that. Charles Seibert uh, was one of those, and Lynn Anderson is one of those. Lynn and Carolyn were were great, great people, great, great uh, ministers as they shared uh, ministry together through the years uh, at the Preston Road Church of Christ, at other uh, churches as well in San Antonio and other places, and then with Hope Network, and um, uh, their ministry really was a ministry uh, to ministers and their families and to churches. And it was a, a great blessing to be able to know them, and um, And they will... Uh, Lynn, will certainly very much uh, be missed. You know, Grant shared uh, in the Shepherd's Prayer time about the unrest that's going on right now, the volatile time that we live in, uh, which is obviously true. And if you have uh, been around a a while or if you're a student of history, then you know this is not the worst the world has ever been, Uh, probably not even the worst the country has ever been. Uh, but it is bad, and it is difficult, and there are lots of challenges. And so we certainly uh, want to acknowledge that and ask the Lord's blessing and uh, presence and healing uh, with all of the unrest that's uh, going on for, for many reasons. The things that have happened for decades because of uh, the abortion industry. The things that are going on in Ukraine and around the world uh, with world leaders, um, And, of course, the most recent shooting in Buffalo, New York. Uh, It is a horrible, horrible thing to acknowledge that we have that severe problems. And yet, we have that severe problems. I believe that the world is always going to be the world. Jesus said that uh, difficulties will be there. Uh, In the world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so we acknowledge all of those things with with an attitude of faith. And it's also to acknowledge them that says sometimes those things seem overwhelming. Have you felt that? Isn't it great that there hasn't been anything really significant happening in the world over the last two or three years that have caused us to really be depressed and to have a lot of challenges? Boy, that is just a really great, great thing, isn't it? You know, we're we're tired. Our leaders are tired. Our uh, civil leaders are tired. Our families are tired. Our kids are tired. Uh, parents are tired. Uh, it, it's, it's just the way the world is right now. And to acknowledge that is not to give in to it, but rather to acknowledge it is to say, I, I'm, I'm taking up the fight. I'm going to continue to be a voice for God, a voice for good, a voice for encouragement, especially in difficult times. Isn't that when encouragement and some kind of sense of faith is especially needed, is especially called for. You know, these are one of those times when the church actually gets to shine and be the church in a very real, uh, very vivid way. Um, Because I think we're able to acknowledge the things that are difficult and the things that are hard. We don't deny those. Jesus never did. Scripture never does. But what it does do in in the face of acknowledging those things is to say... In the midst of that, I'm acknowledging my faith is in Jesus Christ, and that my God is the creator and the sustainer and the savior, and that he will see us through. And we all believe that, and those around us need to know that we believe that so that they can believe that and come to that same faith as well. How sweet, how heavenly is the sight when those that love the Lord in one another's peace, delight, and so fulfill the word that's exactly what we're talking about today is the church being the church the church being a community of encouragement a fellowship of encouragement one thing we all need today is encouragement we all need that today and acknowledging that doesn't mean that we're weak it means that we're human <laughs> acknowledging the difficulties that are in the world again it doesn't mean that we are defeated It means that we refuse to be defeated because to deny them would be a mistake. But to give in to them would be just as great a mistake. One thing we all need today is encouragement. So during the sermon today, you all that are here in this room have my blessing to pick up and fill out One or two of these encouragement cards. Now, as the Apostle Paul said when he was preaching, you will find them on the back of the pew in front of you. And you are welcome to pick up one of those right now and find a pencil or a pen in your purse or whatever and fill one of those out. It is really, truly not hard. There's a two line and guess what you put there? Who you're writing this to. There's a from line and guess what you put there. No it's not fair to put someone else's name. That's not what you're doing. You write your your name there. And then on the back. Just a note of encouragement. Bill I don't know what to say. Say what's on your heart. Tell them you're thinking about them today. The silly preacher made you do this. And you don't know what to say. But you'll say a prayer for them. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. You can't say something bad. Unless you say something evil intentionally. So whatever you say will be greatly appreciated. You can leave it on the pew. You can put it in the box in the back. We have a team of people who every week someone gathers all of these up. They take them home. They have envelopes that are uh, self-stamped. And they mail them out. They address them through a directory that we have for them. And they mail them out. You may want to be a part of that ministry. If that's the case, then get in touch with me and let me know, because we are currently filling out weeks for the rest of this year, starting in July, uh, to complete that. This is a wonderful thing. Why? Because we all need it. We all need encouragement. And this is a very easy, very non-threatening way to just share a short word of encouragement that says, hey, I'm thinking of you today. And I'm saying a prayer for you today. You may be able to say more than that. You may not be able to say more. And that is okay. One thing we all need today is encouragement. And it's part of what the church is all about. To encourage one another. So a couple of things about that. First of all, we all need to be encouraged today. We all need to be encouraged today. I love Spencer Shaw so much and admire him greatly, and I appreciated your thoughts today around the table, and that whole idea of having our eyes open like those two on the road to Emmaus had. Uh, And this is one of those areas that he mentioned, having our eyes open to our need for Jesus, having our eyes open for our need for each other. It's why the church is so vital, it's why it's so important, it's why we're so thankful to be connected to so many online that want desperately to be here and just can't. Uh, others who are, we're reaching out to, uh, to, to share this encouragement and this faith. It's why we meet together and why it's so vital and important that we continue to do that. Our eyes are open to our need to be encouraged Today, we read about that in the Psalms. If you're doing the daily Bible reading, we've been in the Psalms and, and the Psalms are filled with great encouragement. Uh, as we said earlier, the Psalms acknowledge difficulty. <laughs> and sometimes the Psalmist will take God to task and ask, where are you? Why are you letting all my friends say, where is your God? Uh, and make fun of me? And, and why are you withholding deliverance? And yet the Psalmist in the midst of all of that says, but I know you've been faithful in the past. And I know that you'll be faithful today as well. Jesus working with his apostles. Was there ever a group that needed encouragement and fought it so desperately as much as the apostles of Jesus Christ did? I wonder how many times Jesus, during those few years of ministry, scratched his his chin, shook his head, and thought, Wow. (laughs) I knew it was going to be like this, but living it, wow. Wow. Um, and yet he was there to encourage them. Why? Because they needed the encouragement. We think of the all of the New Testament. It's written to encourage Christians. Every single one is a book written either to a church or to uh, Christians. And, it, and they're written to help us understand the message of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. It's written to help us understand the history of the church in the first few decades in the book of Acts. Of what it's going to be like. Uh, When we recognize that in spite of our suffering, uh, Jesus is coming and we will one day reign with him, the book of Revelation. Or all of those letters in between that are written to Christians and to churches for encouragement. That's exactly why they're written, to encourage them to be faithful. That's exactly why we are here today, because we all need to be encouraged Today, probably everyone has a similar story to what I'm about to share. Well, okay, some of us have a similar story to what... Well, a few of us have a similar story to what I'm about to share. For me, it was Steve Talbot, who was my best friend growing up. Um, in his book, How Happiness Happens, Max Lucado looks at 10 different one another statements in the Scriptures, including the statement of encourage One another. And in the midst of that, he shares this story. Everyone else was a middle schooler. I was a third grader. Everyone else could handle a bat. I never got a hit. Everyone else could pitch, catch, and steal bases. I had a rag arm, slow glove, and bricks for feet. But a miracle happened. When angels discuss mighty acts of divine intervention, this moment makes the list. Along with the stories of the Red Sea opening and the was-dead Lazarus walking is the day my brother chose me. Not first, mind you, but far from last. He still had plenty of good guys from whom to pick. But for a reason known only to him and God above, he chose me. He knew his little brother needed encouragement. And he gave his little brother an opportunity to feel better about himself in the midst of all of his older brother's peers, not his. We've been there in one way or another. Some days we need that encouragement more than others. We all need encouragement today. We all need to be encouraged today. But some days, some weeks, some months, some years... We need that encouragement even more desperately than normally. And that's okay. Congratulations. If you're there today, you're human. And whether or not everyone is there today, which we're not, but some of us are, know that we've all been there and we get it. And that's why we're here, so that we can be encouraged and so that we can give encouragement because we know how desperately we need that. There are people sitting on the pew with you or across the aisle or up or down a few pews that are having one of the worst days of their lives. And they're here today because they need to be encouraged. They're here today because they want someone to smile at them, because they want someone to speak to them, because they just want to hear a reminder from the Word of God, and from the people of God, that God is still there and that He still cares and that His people care also. Maybe you're one of those that needs that. Maybe you're one of those that can give that. We have many here in these pews, many watching from home who desperately want to be connected and for whatever the reason, don't feel that they are. We have the opportunity to grant that encouragement that can help them overcome the things that Satan is telling them to keep them away. This is why God created the church. He didn't have to do that, but he did because he knew what it would be like. We all need to be encouraged today. Secondly, we all need to encourage others today. Oh, to be like thee. Helping the helpless, cheering the fallen. That's how Jesus was. That's how he calls us to be as well. One of the passages that was mentioned earlier in the service, I think Grant shared it from 1 Thessalonians, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Again, that's part of the purpose for these, is to fulfill that command. And interestingly enough, it doesn't appear that that's a, well, if you want to, do this kind of thing. It's a If you're going to be like Jesus, you're going to do this kind of thing. And it's interesting in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, there's this long passage at the end of chapter 4 and the beginning of chapter 5 where Paul the apostle through the Holy Spirit hits that from two different perspectives. One perspective is for the faithful. Hey, there's a great day coming when the dead in Christ will rise first and we'll all be together with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And then you get to chapter 5. And he talks about that that day of the Lord happening like a thief in the night for some. Where they're not going to be expecting it. And they're not going to be ready. And it's a word of warning. And at the end of the passage, the same words. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. We all need to encourage others today. These verses from Hebrews chapter 3. Beginning at verse 12. Hebrews 3 verse 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another... What's the next word? Daily. Encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold on to our original conviction firmly to the very end. Why is church important? Why do we meet together? Why do we write encouragement cards? Why do we check on each other? Because these blessings are for those who hold firmly to that conviction to the very end. And we need help doing that. And we need to help others. That is exactly why the church gathers together for worship. That's exactly the point of Hebrews chapter 10... We'll read beginning in verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, why do we go to church We could pray at home. We could sing at home. We could study the Bible at home. We could take communion at home. We can do all those things at home or in our car or by a lake or on a mountain. But the one thing that makes this different is the people sitting around you right now. That's the one thing that's different. And that's the one reason why this is not an option. It's the one reason why this is commanded. Not so you check a box on your scorecard, but because the blessings of God for eternity are available to those who will tough this thing out to the very end. And Satan is going to throw everything in the world he can at you to keep it from happening. And we know that firsthand, don't we, after these last few years. But you know what? He's failed. He's failed. Just as Grant shared, we have the numbers growing. Little by little, and that's okay, but growing. We have more connected with us online, and that's okay too. And we can't wait for you to be here. Satan has lost, but he hasn't given up the fight. And so we need to encourage others today as tucker shared last sunday and i watched that online and that marvelous message that's who we are that's our identity in christ and satan is going to tell us all those things he talked about that self-talk that goes on in our heads that kind that keeps us away from believing that we are who we are that's from satan That's the devil saying what you think doesn't matter. That's the devil saying what you write on this card is going to do more harm than good, so don't do it. That is Satan. Clear and simple. When you hear that voice in your head, don't call them, you might disturb them. That's Satan. Call them. Write them a note. Send them an encouragement card. Send them a text message. Share with them that you love them. If that's all you know what to say, share that with them. That you're praying for them and that you want them to pray for you. That is who we are, as Tucker shared. We are a fellowship and a community of encouragement. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, very similar to the passages in 1 Thessalonians and Hebrews, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Say things that will build others up. Doesn't mean you never confront. You can confront, but you only confront in a positive, humble, loving way, a way that builds up. That doesn't tear down. And if you're finding in your conversations more confrontation than just absolute pure encouragement, you are getting it wrong. You're getting it wrong. Max, in that chapter from How Happiness Happens, has this term, and I love it, intentional encouragement. Intentional encouragement. Don't you love that term? Why is that so important? Because encouragement doesn't come naturally to all of us. Some of us are born and bred, stick in the muds. It's a technical theological term, by the way. Third Corinthians or fourth Thessalonians, can't remember. Stick in the muds. And so you may say this, but Bill, I'm just not an encourager by nature. I'm more of a Debbie Downer or a Dudley discourager or a negative Nelly. Okay, so then don't do and say what comes naturally. <laughs> if that's how you are, don't say anything. If all you're going to do is say something that's going to tear somebody down and destroy someone's faith, be quiet. Just nod. Be an intentional encourager. If it doesn't come naturally for you, do it deliberately. You do other things on purpose, don't you? Don't you get up in the morning when your alarm clock goes off? And for some of us, it's because we love the mornings and our clock never goes off. But for most, we do that intentionally, deliberately, because it's the right thing to do. Be an intentional encourager. Sure, it may be harder for you than some others, but maybe telling the truth comes easier for you than it does for them. That doesn't mean that it's okay for them to lie. Or maybe they have trouble taking what's not theirs and you don't. That doesn't mean it's okay for them to steal. Wait, Bill, you might say. Or Are you saying that discouraging someone and not encouraging others is on an equal level with with lying and stealing? That is exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. Want the BCV for that? You have it in your outline. It's from Ephesians chapter 4. And I'll read starting in verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Verse 29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, what's missing from that passage? What's missing is this. Okay, now I just told you about a couple of things that are really important to tell the truth and not to steal. But I'm going to tell you something that's probably a good idea, but not near on that plane. Well, I'm sorry, but I missed those couple of verses in that. He talks about lying, and he talks about stealing, and he talks about discouraging as if they're all equal. And I believe that's right. Why is that, Bill? Why is that so critical? Why is that so important? Because when you discourage someone, you're discouraging someone's faith. And when you discourage someone's faith, you're destroying them, and you're destroying the church. And it's wrong, and it's sinful, and it's condemned in Scripture. And saying, I just don't know how to do it is no excuse. Saying, that's not the way I'm wired, no excuse. It just comes easily for others than it does for me, Bill. No excuse. Maybe you can't do it as often or as well as somebody else, but you must do it. And what you must not do is the opposite be someone who discourages someone who brings someone's faith down as romans chapters 14 and 15 says someone don't destroy the work of god for the sake of some other thing someone that jesus died on the cross to save we all need to be encouraged but we also all need to encourage others And so encouraging others encourages me. It's similar to that passage in Acts chapter 20 that says it's more blessed to what? Give than to receive. Oh, it's blessed to do both, that's for sure. But when you encourage others, you're giving, and you're the one that's blessed as well as they. And what a great blessing it is. We're big American Idol fans, and if you don't know, there's a Tyler kid that's in the top five or however much they have left, and And that's just kind of like the biggest thing around our house. Well, not in 45 years, but, you know, it's big. Um, Lionel Richie is one of the American Idol judges. And he wrote this about a great hit that he wrote and sang with the Commodores called Three Times a Lady. He said, when I wrote Three Times a Lady, the inspiration came from, and this is the joke of the family, my father. (laughs) He's a very warm and huggy guy anyway, but one day he decided to get up and make a toast to my mom about how he felt about her. It was just out of the blue. I don't think it was a birthday. My sister and I looked at my dad and said, Dad, are you okay? (laughs) He said, she's a great lady, she's a great mother, and she's a great friend. And I thought that was a great little toast. So I wrote basically this waltz. It wasn't considered an R&B song. Well, it now becomes a hit around the world. It's our first Commodore's smash record. She's a great lady. She's a great mother. She's a great friend. You're once, twice, three times a lady. And I love you. That song became a great hit. It was a wonderful moment that his parents shared. But guess who else shared that moment? Guess who else was encouraged in that moment? It was those children. It was those children. Encouraging others encourages me and, of course, others as well. Intentionally encourage at least one person every day this week. With a word of encouragement. I don't usually give homework, but we are today. Intentional encouragement. Do this on purpose. Deliberately, intentionally, somewhat planned out. Encourage someone every day this week. Write them a note, write them an encouragement card, write them a text message, give them a call. Do something that encourages someone in a very deliberate way every day this week. We're going to sing my mother's favorite hymn in just a moment. It was sung at her funeral when I was 17 years old. What a friend we have in Jesus. It's a song about prayer. And the recurring refrain in that is, take it to the Lord in prayer. But I want us to think about those words today with these words. Take them to the Lord in prayer. Why? Because the very first way to encourage someone is to what? Pray for them. Take them to the Lord in prayer this week. If we can encourage you today, come as we stand.